Hey guys, it's Brad. Welcome to Remote Software Genius. Alright guys, this is going to be the fastest podcast ever. Today we're going to talk about misconceptions in remote work. I'm here with my son Hunter. Wave hi Hunter. Say hi. He's busy looking at daddy's desk. Anyway, I'm going to go through this really fast. Number one, remote is not new. People think remote is this new thing brought on by technology or, or video calls or coronavirus. It's not. I think it's been around for a long time. As soon as cell phones and telegrams enabled people, even couriers, to work in places where they, they want to live and maybe optimize their communications in that way, they have been. Right, buddy? Remote's not niche. Right now, obviously, it isn't with everybody forced being home, but even before then... There have been a lot of people working from home when they can. <laughs> Remote doesn't always mean outsource or offshore, right? Some of the best remote software developers I've worked with have been in Waterloo, Canada, or Wisconsin, or London. Um, remote's about people living where they want to live and employers hiring people, hiring the best people wherever they live in the world. On that note, remote doesn't require that you sacrifice quality. Now, a lot of people are maybe struggling working from home right now. Maybe they have to deal with babies. Maybe that, maybe that's hurting their quality. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. But I think in a stable remote work environment, you don't have to sac sacrifice quality. And I think the other thing I know, so I, there's a story of uh, a CEO I was talking to who, before this coronavirus, let some of his people work from home on Friday. He's like, I already see a drop in, in productivity. And I think it's... It's tough, right? I think you have to measure and I think you have to manage remote. You can't just do a one-off test and say, oh, well, I gave them Friday's remote and they spent all day doing their laundry, so therefore remote doesn't make any sense. Um, you have to actually measure <laughs> in order to manage, in order to do remote well. It's also not all or nothing. I think you can set up a permanent partially remote culture. You can have a partial remote teams. Um, it's not, offices aren't going to die anytime soon for maybe obvious reasons, but remotes here, you can make it as part of your business, um, either with remote hiring, outsourcing, contracting, whatever, whatever you can do. The more you do, the more probably money you're going to save. Remote is about that kind of relentless optimization. It's not just about, hey, I have a little boy I want to spend more time with, and I don't want to be commuting. Or, hey, it costs a lot of money to live in Silicon Valley. Maybe I could buy a house in Wisconsin and save myself a ton of money, even if my salary goes down a little bit. Um, it's also about relentless optimization within your company, right? It's like, what's the best time to work? What's the, how do I optimize my life? Maybe I do my best work in the middle of the night. And does it make sense for me to come into the office if I really am a night owl? Um, and I think if you kind of ask 
yourself these the tough questions you'll you'll find that there is room for remote in your life and in your company caveat let's talk about caveats so one caveat is that remote requires near perfect information sharing so if you're a super secretive organization or company your remote's probably not going to work well remote requires documentation it requires straightforward speaking um, it requires kind of straightforward uh, management and requirements it requires measurement um, and if you're not game for that remote's not going to work for you Remote also, I, I kind of hinted at this a couple times, but it requires kind of a different level of management. If you think you can walk walk around through the bullpen and see your employees at work and tell whether they're working and that's how you manage, <laughs> remote is going to be a nightmare for you. You have, to, you have to know what to measure and how to measure it in order to make remote work. One downside, of course, is, is this always-on culture. And I think... Always on is real with remote, especially you have like you know people working different hours all over the place. Um, but I don't think it's a new thing. I think we think of this like golden time where we worked nine to five Monday through Friday and turned off. But that I think that was only a reality for a certain group of people in a certain period of time in history. I think the rest of the time, and maybe always for business owners and you know people like farmers and uh, up and down uh, farmers to presidents you know <laughs> everywhere um there, there's this always on you, you're always you're always thinking about your customers or your product um and it's it's on you to kind of develop good good hygiene to avoid that making you crazy like actually turning off your phone or, or setting off real quality time to spend with your boy instead of forcing him to do a podcast with you um, the one last thing is that remote frequently saves money for all parties involved. So a company might not, not have to have an office and an employee might not, not, not need to have a car when a company goes remote. So it doesn't mean you can just pay people less or that you can ask for more from a company. It, it's the net benefit is, is wildly different, especially depending on where you live and, you know, how expensive the car or commute or the office is or the childcare. So keep all that stuff in mind. I'm going to let my boy go play for real. Can you say bye? Say bye. Yeah, we're done with this. Bye bye. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks. We'll talk next week. That's it for today. We'll see you guys next week. Feel free to send us a voice message, an email, or a LinkedIn message. You can see all the links in the show notes. Have a great week.